Welcome to Flick Pals, your occasional podcast for movies, uh, which about two to four idiots talk about a film, and one of them has no idea what the film's about, so the other people have to explain it to them. I'm working on this intro. It is not the final version, so <laughs> keep that in mind. My name is Doug. With me tonight is Rico. How you doing, Rico? Hello. Wonderful. Did you get to get that plug for Wonder Woman? Wonderful. Oh, that's very good. No, it's not at all. Okay, and we have uh, JVD back again. How you doing tonight, Jeff? What's up, everybody? I'm good. How are you? I'm excited to talk about Wonder Woman. I don't think you are. I think I think you both saw this movie when it first came out two months ago, and you're just indulging me on this. Well, it'll it'll be a real trip down memory lane, or mammary lane. Okay, I'll stop. Hey-o. So I heard the tagline for Wonder Woman is uh, Wonder Woman. She is real. <laughs> was that what? Was? Is that really the tag? No, that's not. It's like it's not, it another joke from another podcast. She's uh, been. Yeah, she but like, I like how like the fact that uh, that the fact that she's really is even like a thing. Like, why do I even care or no, need to know that? I don't know. <laughs> she's real. That's she that's uh, is real. Yeah. Um, but she's yeah. there. So, uh, I guess let me give you, I'm the dummy this week. I haven't seen this film. I've been trying every time I try, uh, something gets in the way today. I had every intention of going to see the movie. I got in my car and I was like, you know what? I'd rather sleep. It was a day off. (laughs) I have two small kids and I was like, wow, it's two hours and 15 minutes plus trailers. Your male privilege. That's what it is. I did make a, uh, I did bump Spider-Man up in priority. So I did see that. I can't wait to talk about that. Maybe next time, but, uh, putting spiders above women. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I can just relate to Spider-Man. I don't know what it is. I just relate to him better. (laughs) But, uh, that web sling. Okay. So I got to say, uh, I'll give you my backstory on wonder woman and just like this movie in general. And you guys can go around and tell me what you thought going into this film. But, uh, DC has been making really fucking awful films. Um, I think the only real DC uh, in the modern age, DC superhero film that I've liked in the past decade has been the dark Knight. I didn't like the other two Christopher Nolan, Batman's movies that much. I thought they were thought the first one was okay. I hated the last one. Um, and I mean, after what would we have Superman versus Batman and then suicide squad? We just thought the turds were going to keep on coming, but supposedly people like this, right? Right. Well, it's, yeah, I guess it, it, it's, um, the universe is too big to stop. No matter how crappy the movies were, there's just too much forward momentum and the studio's all in. So and the source materials got to be redeeming because it's stuck around for, you know, decades, right? Right. So do you guys have any, uh, preconceived notions going in or, not much. I don't. I didn't really know a ton about Wonder Woman. Most of what I knew about her was um, from like the Justice League cartoons, which you know doesn't really talk about her specifically or her backstory. It's just mostly her hanging out with the other superheroes, flying the invisible jet, which I always thought was so cool—the invisible jet—and then just animate her in the air, like sitting down. Right. That, yeah. just, that shot just like used to crack me up, and I thought it was. I, I actually thought it was pretty cool. Um, I always thought it was weird that she wasn't like covered by the invisible jet she was just kind of hanging out there sitting but um, yeah not a lot of logic to apply to that one Um, i knew that she was a god i knew that she well i knew she was an amazonian but i didn't know what an amazonian was 
Yeah, well, it's like the island of women, the Amazons that like are you know they they just control everything. Um, on the island, politically, structurally, there's no men. Um, they hunt. They they fight. They vote. Uh, they they vote. <laughs> um, they don't. They don't need to because society is so perfect. That's right. It's only women, so they all agree. Right. Well, that's only women can on everything. I guess I watched some of the TV show too, but I I barely remember anything about that because when I watched that, I was really young. Yeah, me um, too. Yeah, I'm a, I we're of an age, stuff. so yeah. yeah, we were just too young. Yeah. So this, I thought the movie did a really good job of having her. Um, having her like backstory, but not, but not going. I, I didn't feel like I was like reading an encyclopedia about the history of wonder woman. Like I thought they did a good job containing her quote unquote origin such as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you had to go there. Um, the whole movie in general sets up um, that it's present day after the events of Batman vs. Superman or whatever that movie was. And uh, Bruce Wayne delivers that photo to her that he found. Right. Uh, or that, that she found on, on uh, superhuman or whatever. That she's old as well. Yeah. The, the picture from one. So that black and white image. So she gets that and she looks at that and then we kind of jump to, you know, dream sequence, which is pretty much the rest of the movie. Or is dream sequence or flashback? It's a, fl- it's a flashback, okay. but you're you're meant to think like, oh, she's looking at this picture. She's, she's remembering like this these events essentially. Wait a minute. All right, so let's get in. I guess let's jump into let's let's just jump into it. But um, so are we? Is it one of those things where she looks at the picture and then her eyes get all unfocused and we zoom in on her head like we're seeing her remember this? Yeah, like zooming on her forehead, like yeah. we're going into her. we're going into her <laughs> dumb. I mean, small woman. It goes through her. It's, it's, it goes like Prometheus a, or uh, it's yeah. like a Saving Private Ryan flashback, except it makes sense because the person that you're like flashing back to was actually at the events that we're watching. Um, does that makes sense. No, hmm. I think Matt Damon knew was aware of what, <laughs> what those people went through. They probably told him. Yeah. <laughs> let, let, let me tell you, David. Let me tell you in vivid detail how most of the people I knew died on this beach, man. Okay. Yep. And then we had to go find your ass. So let's talk about how awful it was getting to you. Okay. Before we even found out we had to find you, we (laughs) stormed this beach and it was awful. You heard of Omaha Beach? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. So so that's how the movie starts is uh, Bruce Wayne giving her the picture saying, hey, I know your awful secret. And then she just starts remembering. Yeah. It's, it's like a guide thing. It's like, he's hey, very, it's a it's a courier that brings it to her, and she's her office is in the Louvre, which is kind of like weird. I think. Oh yeah, right. I mean, it has to be at um, something recognizable, you know. Right. It can't just be like yeah. an apartment building in Paris because. Yeah, I, I think maybe she's easy. she works for. I think I, you're supposed to think she actually does work for the museum. I, I think they mentioned that at some point. Um, but then, yeah, from there, it cuts to her on the island um, as a kid mm-hmm. running around like crazy. So what's her name? Like, obviously, she's not Wonder Woman. Oh, man, is it is it Martha? <laughs> <laughs> also, Martha is her name. Yeah. Uh, Martha third cubed. No, it's uh, Diane or Diana. Hmm. 
Okay, so she's she a little is. girl growing up around other women. This girl running around. You can tell, you see the society. You see women on horses and they're fighting and they're, they seem very badass. And she's just like eating it all up. It's this little girl like, yeah, punching while she's yeah. punching the women. You can tell she cute. wants to be a badass too. She's like, let me train, let me train, let me train. And her mom is super overprotective. Is like, fuck that noise. You're not doing any of that shit. Um, so are they immortal? Obviously they grow. So if there's no men, how did mama Wonder Woman get pregnant with Wonder Woman? Is well, that even discussed? Something you find out at the end of the movie. Okay, well then don't spoil uh, it. Yeah, you can ruin it as we get there, I guess. Okay, I think you find out at the end, right, Eric? I'm trying to remember. I feel uh, they, because she oh, talks... No, they- they're on the boat going to London or whatever. So do they I make feel field like she, trips to get laid? So they find, I think, but maybe I'm wrong and I'm missing something. No, I remember what they say. Okay. So the, the, the origin is that, um, Oh God, no, I'm, I can't remember if I'm giving this away or not, but just go ahead. I don't care anymore. <laughs> essentially like <laughs> Zeus. Is, is it Zeus? It is Zeus, right? Yeah. Zeus and um, Hades are, you know, fighting eternally. And, you know, Zeus creates men and Hades basically corrupts men. Um, so they have this epic fight and the uh, Amaz- Amazons kind of fight on Zeus's side against the men that Hades corrupts. And Hades is essentially like war, the idea of war. Right. Um, and selfishness kind of corrupting the hearts of men. And, you know, in their final battle, I think this is how they explain it to her when she's a kid. Hades wounds Zeus. And like right before Zeus dies, he protects the Amazons on their own island and lets them yeah. and leaves them in peace. Like, like there's a veil of, I don't know, secrecy surrounding them so that they can be left alone. Magic. OK. And, and then essentially they, you know, they're they're all she's really the only child. And it's because he has, uh, like knocked up her mom. <laughs> Essentially, oh, no, you're right um, there. Her specifically, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So she is the offspring of Zeus directly, but they are just Amazonians, and it's kept very like secret. Even right? They don't tell. Tonight. They don't tell her that. They kind of make up this whole thing about. So is how that why she's the chosen one? Because of you know genetics. Yeah, they make up. Yeah, she's like. She's, she's like badass Jesus right. as a woman, essentially. Um, Metachlorians or whatever. Right, Metachlorians. Yep. They make up this whole myth with the sword, and only the worthy will wield the sword and kill Zeus. But really, the sword is not that big of a deal. It's not the sword, it's her. She is the, she is the weapon herself, her oh, body. Oh, wow. Um, what a, what a, yeah. <laughs> what a, a revelation. It's not, it, yeah, and that's one of the weaker parts of the movie, in my opinion. Um, but I have to say, I mean, the, in, the stuff in the beginning is actually really shot well, yeah. and just it looks cool. It's um, it's 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 exciting for like you know, not much happens. He's just running around, watching people train and fight and stuff. Yeah, it looks um, like they're on also good. Yeah, I was gonna say, and it's not gloomy. You know, we have a different director, and so it's sunny. And it looks big. like a, a paradise. Yeah, it looked like a helps tremendously. like a, a Greek island or something, and everybody's on the beach on a sunny day. Um, yeah, except they're training how to kill people. <laughs> but yeah, but they don't like kill anybody because aren't I mean well, the Amazonians aren't killing each other, right? They're just so fighting. The other part. 
the other part of this mythology is they are immortal where they can get wounded and die, but they will not age. Like once they become adult women, they stay that age. So they're training to fight Hades again. That's kind of what's been. They know Hades is going to come back and come after them. So, but Hades doesn't. So Hades is just, he doesn't have his uh, version of soldiers like the counterpart to Amazonians. He's just corrupting just regular men, right? Correct. Okay. Just making sure there's not like another. You know, sharks to no, the jets not, that are the Amazonians. There's not an evil Amazonian Hades. Like, that's right. that's what I was. That was my initial uh, thought. Which actually like because what what this essentially does is, and, and although the movie is a little inconsistent with this, and I'll get to that later, it basically casts anybody you know in history kind of fighting this war in, in a negative light, and it has some issues with this because it you know it, it's set during World War One. So it's it's not, and and that's actually a really good choice for wars to sort of choose to kind of. Well, World War Two has been done to death. On. I feel right. World War Two has been done to death, and there's clearly yeah, like America specifically, yeah, right? And there's clearly like a like bad forces at play in World War Two, whereas World War One is such a stupid, arbitrary. Yeah. It's a cluster that was. Yeah, it was such a like mess upon mess upon mess. And so I feel like that makes a lot of sense to sort of underline like, hey, this is really stupid, you guys. This is all about nationalism and mm-hmm. secret treaties. But and is it like, saying you know, all wars are bad, even the ones that you fight for, quote unquote, good reasons or justified reasons? Not necessarily, because, I mean, she eventually decides that, you know, there are things to fight for. Um, mm-hmm. But but you you get the sense that she's when it comes to things like greed and, you know, think things of that nature, that that's, that's like Hades work sort of, I think, I think, I don't know. Yeah. That, that he just kind of whispers it to people, but they're the ones that carry it out and are susceptible to when you finally, I'm spoiler. I'm jumping all over the place. When you finally meet Hades, he's like, Hey, I didn't do anything. I just was like, Hey people, what do you think about this? And they're like, yeah, this is awesome. Let's kill each other. So he's a worm tongue or just the, he's just a snake in the garden of Eden, like Satan. Yeah, exactly. You know, worm tongue. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, okay. So Uh, she's, she's out there. She's fighting as a little girl. She wants to be a badass. She wants to wield this legendary sword that, you know, everybody wants. Right. Yep. And then it kind of flashes to her. Well, Sorry, Eric, I'm steamrolling over you. Did you want to go into this? Oh, no, go uh, ahead. She starts to get trained, even though her mother forbids it. Wait, does um, she have like a cool aunt or like a woman on the island who's like, yeah, I'll train you exactly early. Exactly it. It's oh, wow, okay. She has a badass cool aunt who's just like, I'll train you. I don't give a fuck. Right. It's uh, and- Princess Buttercup. <laughs> right. From, from uh, the Princess Bride. Yeah, and she looks is it really? badass as hell. Yes, mm-hmm. it's Robin Wright. Holy shit, how like, old is she? She's got to be like 56, 50, 60 years old. I don't know, but she looks she looks like cool. Like she's yeah. like she's just like a badass. Interesting. Kind of awesome. yeah. Look tough. Yeah. 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 Um, and so they fight about it, but you know, she eventually decides to train her and her mom is just like, you train the shit out of her, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish they, I really wish they talked like this, by the way, but not ex- you know not exactly. But she essentially says, if you're going to do it, you're going to train her harder than anyone. And so you get some training montages with um, Robin Wright and uh, Diana, and then she gets older, and they're training and they're training and they're training, and she accidentally 
she, you know, she does the Wonder Woman like bracelet thing where she puts her hands together. Yep. I saw and, that like, in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Knocks her aunt like back, like a football field, so, like the space. <laughs> and then she just runs to the beach because she, she un- has unlocked this power that they, you know, they didn't tell her that she had and she didn't know she had. And she's freaked out. And she feels bad. About and then at the beach, this, uh, this plane is, has crashed into the water. Um, like a, it is a plane, right? Am I remember? Yeah. Yep. Like and right. she giant, she dives in to save it. It's an American soldier who has um, recovered some intel from uh, a German general about this poison gas that he's developing with his buddy, Doctor Poison, which is kind of no. the worst bad you're, guy. You're just kidding ever. me, right? Oh, her name. She's a woman. Yeah, yeah. She's it's a her. Her name is Doctor Poison. So it's not Poison Ivy. It's Doctor no, Poison. It's just straight up Doctor. But that's the same. We're that's DC as well, right? Yes. So you have potentially yes. two villains with poison in their name. Uh, yeah. That's a great decision well, on the DC Universe's part. Maybe Poison, maybe poison Ivy, the great granddaughter of Doctor. Well, okay, so how does this dipshit... Okay, so I understand that the kid's gonna... The, the guy who crash lands is probably Captain Kirk. Um, he leads exactly. her on this adventure. Because usually in these these stories, it's like a, a white fawn or like somebody's chasing a, an animal or some something from that's not supposed to be there comes into the universe and leads that person away. So how did this guy get past the veil of secrecy or whatever? It just happened to crash through it. There's what? not no yeah, explanation. Yeah. Apparently, the veil of secrecy is not that secret. <laughs> and to be is this in the English Channel? Like, are there a thousand ships on yeah, the other side? I was thinking, like, okay, there's England, there's Germany, you got France. Uh, like, where could he possibly be? We learned that he was a techie. Like, the ease that all these people find this island, they should have been discovered like a thousand times already, at least. Right. Um, <laughs> It's but Bermuda like, angle, pretty much. Yeah, 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 right. But there's a whole bunch. There's a whole fleet of German soldiers, like right on his ass, and so they storm right after him. And um, well, there's first. Of, wait a minute. There, I just want to back up slightly. There's a little bit where he's a spy, and so he doesn't want to talk, and so he gets brought before all of the women, and the guy gets put down, and they're questioning him, and then they uh, they whip out the lasso of truth. Yeah, which is also and, that. I wanted to say back when you guys talking about Wonder Woman, that's one of the things I I knew about her. She had a rope that she'd wrap around somebody and have to tell the truth. And I always felt that was kind of like a, like a captain planet bullshit superhero thing to do to somebody. A little bit of a, yeah, exactly. A easy cop out. Yeah. Easy Um, cop out, but okay. So they got the rope, but they have the rope and they use it well. And he plays it well where he's being forced to say, I'm a, I'm a badass spy. There's this awful war happening that you guys know nothing about. I wonder what the direction is on that. Like, what are the actor like, okay, tell him the truth, but struggle to take it out. And like, pretend like you're taking a massive shit, but it's coming out sideways and it doesn't fit. (laughs) That's That's essentially it. I get it. (laughs) Have diarrhea and constipation at the same time. Same time. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So they put the rope on him. He, he fesses up. Fesses up, so they go. Well, I guess this is real, and immediately and then they're like, "All right, let's kill this dude." And, right. and she's like, "No, 
Diane, who's been spoon-fed that we're supposed to save the world if Hades comes back, and you know all this stuff, and all these older women, you kind of learn they're like, meh, maybe we do nothing. <laughs> maybe, right. yeah. maybe this isn't Hades, um, yeah, right? Essentially, what they say, they're like, we don't know this is Hades. This could just be like dickhole men, like doing right. dickhole men things. Apollida, her mom, who's the the. The queen from uh, Gladiator, she looks great in this movie. I don't remember. Anywho, I don't remember that from. I don't. Remember, it's been a yeah. long time since I've seen Gladiator. Yeah. So, anywho, um, so yeah, even she's kind of like, ah, eh, maybe this Hades stuff is bullshit. But Diana's very committed. You know, she's like, what? No, this is BS, and she wants to. Um, she trusts him, and she wants to go and fight evil. Because that's what she's been born to do, right? Right. So it's the feeling that sorry. the mom is just making up excuses to protect her daughter, right? Um, of course, because they're, she, they're in a very unique situation. I mean, there's a, they're the only like mother daughter on this whole freaking island, really, because mm-hmm. everybody else is essentially sisters, um, kind of, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is the gas? Is it like mustard gas, or is it like a variation of that that, <laughs> that Doctor Poison ridiculous. is making? So they, they cut, they cut to these assholes making this gas and they like, they just like sign up these like Germans to volunteer for it. And they have this sequence where they're just like, their heads are exploded. They have gas masks on, but the gas masks don't work. They like melt into their faces. Oh and stuff. Jesus. Yeah. Why Doctor, isn't it just mustard Doctor, gas? Like mustard gas is oh, awful. It's gotta be worse than that. Oh, it it's doesn't have to be. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, mustard spicy, gas is terrible. Chipotle mustard yeah, sauce. Yeah, hot, hot mustard. <laughs> By the way, Sriracha Dr. gas. Dr. Poison has like a, a World War One era, um, like face mask for yeah. when you, if you suffer like a facial injury. Um, the Boardwalk Empire guy. Yeah, like the Boardwalk Empire guy, which you know that was a that was a thing back in the day. Um, what is it? One of those I, things that look like a beak. Or are you though those are it like the look, medieval, medieval times kind of like it's like if it's like if you're missing part of your face and you like wear this mask to cover kind of painted so you're supposed to kind of kind of blend into your features but it doesn't it does yeah it's uncanny uncanny valley like stands out because it's yeah exactly no yes, so, yeah I okay. painted on it even mm-hmm. so so okay it's a super gas of so they've so uh going back Diana believes uh Captain Kirk uh, after telling them about the gas. So what happens? What do they do? They try to leave the island or the Germans come, right? Germans come. Okay. That's gotta be crazy, and, right? Yeah, it's pretty cool. They, they fight on the beach and, uh, I think actually this happens before all this stuff, Eric. Yeah. It, I can't remember where it goes. Maybe I am out of Who order. Cares? Yeah. They're, they're, I think, they're there. I think they, the Germans show up pretty much right on Steve's ass. Okay. And like all the all the Amazons come out and just basically just like whoop their ass. Yep, good, it's kind of amazing. Um, and Steve helps out, and they almost kill Steve at the end because they're like, screw that. And in the process, um, Robin Wright, badass aunt who trains Diana, uh, gets killed. Oh um, no! Yeah. So well, somebody know, had to die. You know, it's a right, it's a hero exactly. movie. So yes, yep. many slow mo bullets. All the slow mo got kind of used up in this scene. Well, at least I, and I like I like this action sequence, but I hate it. Started it started the thing that the one big issue I have with a movie, other than the the finale, is kind of not the greatest. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of like the Zack Snyder esque speed ramping. 
which yeah. just drove every single time they use it. I'm just like, don't do that. That drives me crazy. And in this movie, especially it stuck out because it just didn't fit with like, right. What they well, you can tell that- it's, it's like that was written into the contract. You can do whatever with this movie for the most part, but you have to have so many slow-mos. You have right, to have right. so much like Zack Snyder bullshit. Yeah. Uh, and when they go to the slow-mo to the fast mo kind of stuff, uh, like I, every single time I was like, oh, stop that. Um, but otherwise, it's a good action sequence. There is a great moment where there's a woman swinging in and she gets shot. And then it like cuts away and then cuts back to her and she's just like hanging dead yeah. <laughs> back and he's swinging on this rope. And these it's guys pretty- are fighting with like swords and bows and arrows and the Germans have like machine guns and crap. So, yeah. um, but still they, they managed to pretty easily defeat them. Um, well, okay. So you bring up a good point. I don't want to think too much about this movie, but you would think that, Hey, uh, that all the women would want to at least get revenge or if they didn't believe that it's Hades, uh, getting these people to, start this war that they'd want to up their upgrade their weapons <laughs> like if they're still using bows and arrows and you know iron age least. weapons like there so you could read this as a casablanca-esque allegory for the united states and um their isolationism during during the lead up to world war one and world war two okay. and it wouldn't surprise me that wouldn't surprise me if that was an influence given you know like i don't know the origins of this character um, but they're basically like, not our war, not our problem. Mm-hmm. We don't want anything to do with it. And well, like Diana one or two of them like, are are thinking, <laughs> one or two of them are uh, siding with the Kaiser. One of the two of the Amazonians <laughs> marching in the streets. <laughs> Those guys are shot at us. They had some good ideas. Yeah. <laughs> so if we're going to carry this American uh, allegory. Okay. Well, that's fine. That's, I mean. Well, and also Chris Pine is playing an American who works for the Brits. because Of course, there, because I can't relate to a British guy. Yeah, it's right. too weird. So that Talks does push than me. that allegory. Yeah. Okay. So uh, all right. So the the Germans attack. Uh, so what happens? I imagine that uh, you know Diana runs away with Chris Pine, right? Yeah. She basically says, "All right, fuck this. I'm taking off." Mm-hmm. And she says, "You're gonna take. You're gonna take me to Hades." And he's just like, "If it gets me out of here, okay, cool, whatever, lady." <laughs> right. They just get in a boat. And like pedal away and his, her mom comes down and confronts her and basically says, you know, I, I knew this day would come, uh, and basically says, don't come back. Jesus. <laughs> Which is kind of brutal. Yeah. Right. I think that's, that's how it goes. Right. Yeah. Like, it's like, you can't come back. And I don't know if it's, right. if it's just shrouded that you won't be able to find this place once you leave. I don't know. I'm not sure either. Yeah. But it's essentially like, you know, this is going to be it for you. Smell you later forever. Right. And you can tell that she's hurt by this, but she also understands that this is like the decision that her daughter's made and she has to respect it. So and it's, she it's, also it's, shows some pride to her daughter. It's not just like, right. It's, it, it's a complex and emotional scene, which I actually appreciated. It, I mean, it's a cliche scene, but the, the writing and the performance has actually kind of elevated it. I thought, um, yeah, so they, okay. they row away all the way to England, which is, pretty ridiculous or actually no at some point uh captain kirk says they run into some like bigger boat that they hitch a ride with and get there much sooner so that's one of those Um, things where they're talking about in the past tense oh it's a good thing that boat picked us up and took us here exactly that was a crazy four weeks on at the sea remember when we did that thing anyway (laughs) right yeah yeah no it's totally captain exposition moment um and in the process like she's basically like i'm cold sleep with me and he's like really uncomfortable 
and like he, he's talking about so there's only women on your island uh you know what's that like and she, <laughs> do you guys take baths like, together or <laughs> do you just scissor all the time or what is it yeah. it's, deal. it's kind of like that and and she's basically like yeah we have sex whatever and he's like what about men and she's just like you don't need men to feel yeah. pleasure you only need them for babies and he's just like that's ridiculous and she's like oh i don't know so there's some of that kind of thing. Um, wow. I didn't even think me. this. I didn't even think the whole sexuality. I thought the sexuality thing would be glossed over and not discussed at all. Oh, no. They, well, they, they hit actually, on it pretty hard. That's pretty cool. Pretty hard. And, and even later, like, she's just like, I mean, you can tell she's into this dude. And later she's just like, let's do it. <laughs> just go have sex. Just yeah. kind of amazing. <laughs> like, I was sort of like, I don't know. I was so relieved because so many superhero movies like the heroes just seem so sexless. They yeah. They're, well, it's, they the, it's the puritanical, uh, you know, right. inheritance that we have as Americans. Yeah. It's just, it always strikes me as so, I don't know, unrealistic and silly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciate it that they actually address it, uh, you know, with some humor, of course, but also that, you know, it's not this ridiculous, like, you know, kissing is as far as we'll go. Kind of thing. <laughs> um, right. We got to leave room yeah, for the Holy Zeus. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so right, I've been the, talking a lot. So I'm gonna let Eric take Eric, over. Eric, take it over. So they get to England. Uh they just got on the boat ride and they're in England looking for Hades. Yeah. I guess Chris Pine's probably just well, telling her whatever so, he wants her yeah, to he's say. He's like, sure, we're gonna go yeah. find a Hades lady. Right, exactly. Job. Right. Um, <laughs> so they get to to England. He's immediately like, All right, I've got this intel about this poison, gotta go talk to the dudes in charge and you know, to all the Brits. And and she's like, okay, I'm coming with you. And and so that's where he, now she stepped into, you know, the uh, 1918. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so now she is, and I'm trying to think if actually she like has a coat on, but right underneath it is just her sexy Wonder Woman outfit. And so he's like, oh my, we gotta get you changed, you know? Like, you gotta look like a normal woman if you're gonna try and blend in. Like, she has her sword and shield, and they do those mm-hmm. jokes a lot. She's just like, like a little girl, like, woo, let's go fight. And um, so that it's, it's charming. It's very charming. Uh, but they have like a pretty woman montage, essentially, where she goes and gets decked out in Edwardian wear. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the and woman please tell me, please tell office. me at some point, if not now, in the near future, some man is sassy or trying to put her in her place and she like kicks his butt casually. Please tell me that happens. Oh, oh really? Uh, uh, because then once they get her decked out and looking kind of normal, mm-hmm. they put like glasses on her, but she still looks cute as shit. And so they go into this meeting where it's it's uh, British politicians and British generals and officers and they're, you know, discussing things. And there's various I'm trying to think who's the the dude that plays Lupin in the Harry yeah. Potter. David Thuis. Yeah. Oh, is that the guy who's the like bad the guy in um, Fargo this year? Or is that, am I getting two people uh, confused? I heard that he's in this season. So yeah, you're probably right. You, you're not watching Fargo season three. I, you know what I do with Fargo? I wait until it's over and then I watch it. It's already over. Um, it's been over for like a month. It was pretty good. Oh, well I should watch it. You should. Um, yeah, I will. Okay. Moving on. So they go to this meeting mm-hmm. and he's trying to, and essentially, so we get that the mood for both um, 
both sides is essentially, hey, we're going to wind this war down. It's not really going very well. There's yeah. a peace treaty on the verge. Armistice, yeah. Enough, enough Armistice. is enough. We want it to end. Well, that's good, um, right? Well, you would think so, except that the intel that uh, Captain Kirk has basically says, like, yeah, we're going to sign this armistice and then surprise everybody by dropping this poison gas all along the trenches right. and killing everybody. And turning their faces inside out or whatever the crazy right. gas does. Right. So he's basically trying to argue, like, you can't do that because they have these plans. Look, and everybody's just like, armistice, 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 armistice. Um, it's almost like it's a parallel with his like superiors and Diana's superiors back in the mm. almost. Hmm. Oh yeah. And by the way, like when she comes in, they're all like, what is a woman doing in here? Well, that's, that's what I meant. Okay. So yeah, I wanted that. I wanted that kind of see her at her. Yeah. Or and they're just kind of like looking like, and is it okay? Yeah. Yeah. So they have the meeting and essentially no one listens to him or wants to even hear him out. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he meets with, um, that Thulis guy and one of the generals or something. I'm trying to remember. They try and get them again to listen to this Intel about this terrible poison and right. Diane's there again. And somehow he basically she- just calls him a coward, which is kind of amazing. Nice. It's all like, you guys are just like cowards yeah. and this is a big emotional scene, which is kind of like, yeah. Um, right. Cause yeah, she's caught in the black and white, good, wrong, very simple world. Right. Yeah. They're they're They live in very gray area current day and and uh does she break code or something somehow we start to learn that she knows like every language on earth oh and yeah I feel I like like she she she's able to decipher something in the message or i can't remember what oh it was they, they figure out what the chemicals are in the poison i think right oh because it's in arabic or something right yeah uh something from turkey i think yeah that's where he was that's where he got the intel he was in right. turkey Yep. Oh, okay. So she can read it, and yeah, she can read every language, and that's how they like figure out that what the plan is of them dropping the gas along the trenches. Okay. So they yeah, get told no, and then they ba- then Chris Pine's like, "Well, fuck it, I'm going to do it anyway. Let me go get my useless buddies to help me." Sounds like uh, Rogue One. Stop this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he round he goes to this bar and he rounds up those guys. Um, trying to think. Yeah, he's got a sniper. It's the dude from Black Hawk Down who gets who goes deaf when the gun shot really close to him. I don't know if you oh, remember yeah. that. Yeah, movie. I remember they had big ears. Dude, yeah. So he plays yeah. the Scottish sniper in this movie. Okay. That we learn can't take a shot. He can't do anything, which is kind of amazing. Um I, Yeah, he's So he's, he's an un, he's an unconscientious objector? He he has like whatever the World War One version of shell shock essentially, right. and okay, right. he's he's just kind of mentally in a bad spot. Eric, I, I think the World War One version of shell shock is shell shock. <laughs> I can't remember if that's War Two, but yeah, it's probably still shell shock. <laughs> so it's him, and then this um, kind of like smarmy actor guy that is I can't remember what his nationality is. Um, yeah, Middle Eastern or something. Moroccan, maybe? I'm not sure. Maybe. And um, and so it's him, and he's like trying to hit on her, and then he starts talking a different language, and again, she breaks out and starts talking to him in this language, and he's just like, whoa, this woman's awesome. 
And again, we established she knows every language. She's awesome. Okay. Um, okay. So there's yeah, a the, collection of guys that all have special like skills or whatever, like a ragtag group of misfits or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's a Native American dude who's an expert tracker. Right. And so, you know, Chris Pine's basically like, we're going to go do this shit. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. And they're like, how much we get paid? Yeah. He's like, you're not getting any money. Um, it's doing the right thing, guys. Right. And they're like, uh. But then David Thuy shows up. And he's just like, all right, here's, a, here's some money. You're going to do this. <laughs> um, good Leave luck. you. Go right. We, we're going to disavow yeah. any knowledge that, you know, exactly. if you're captured, you're you were part of us. Okay, got it. Yeah, you're on your own. Okay, so they go to somewhere. The chemical yeah, plant. They, go to the f- they basically they go, go to the front, to the- which is where Diana wants to go because she thinks that's where Hades is, since that's where the war is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And oh, Eric, go ahead. And you just kind of slowly get images of what the reality of this war is, and like dudes walking past them coming from the front with missing limbs mm-hmm. and very damaged, and everyone's very kind of downtrodden. And there's explosions as they're getting closer, and it just like starts getting like darker and darker, more towards going to hell. Kind of. Is there like a, a, a like an insinuation that uh, Diana slash Wonder Woman is taken with the glory of battle, but doesn't? isn't aware of the repercussions of it kind of thing exactly yeah okay. yeah she got to see like it's just a sport that's her idea of what war is yeah is i saw older sisters fighting and it's games so yeah right. now she's looking and it's like oh okay this is pretty awful okay and so they get into the trench and they're Chris Pine and they're kind of like trying to figure out what their game is, what they're going to go do. <laughs> and and Diane is just like, okay, the enemy's over there. And Let's like, go get them. It's over the top, literally and figuratively. And um, the sniper crawl. tries to shoot her right away or what? And the guys are like, no, what are you doing? And she just kind of goes slow-mo, but it's more effective here because she's going to step up. And now it's Wonder Woman stepping into the arena of man and she's going to battle. I mean, she literally is going into no man's land, which is what they call the area between. I know that. I'm very ignorant Um, on a lot of things. Just, you know, but I think it's. Oh, no man's land. Ah, I get your point now. Yeah, I got it. Oh, and she gives this really great inspiring speech before she's like before she charges yeah. in the battle about how they, they need to do this um, and it, it's it's a pretty great sequence um, where she's just like rushing in and they're just shooting the crap out of her and she's like blocking the bullets with her shield and just flying around like crazy and basically like d- dismantling not all by herself because the other guys that you know the soldiers help her but just kind of like demolishing the entire enemy trench um, almost single-handedly mm-hmm. yeah. and it's probably the highlight of the movie i think um, rico yeah. would you agree yeah i would probably agree at least certainly action wise yeah. action wise yeah it's over the top for sure but i think it i think it works um, yeah there there's yeah this movie because there's enough hokiness and the characters are likable enough and dynamic enough that you're you're very into it well that's my that's that's gonna be my bigger question i'm, I'm gonna pause here and just ask from what you guys tell me, it sounds kind of tropey and not like nothing special about this film from like a storytelling perspective. So I got to imagine it's got to be uh, good acting or directing that is elevating yeah, I this. Mean, there, 
it is very tropey, and in some ways, it's not tropey. Like you got you got the charismatic like chameleon esque actor guy, mm-hmm. and you think like, oh he's just going to be a sleaze bucket. He's just going to be this gross dude who like hits on her the whole time, and he really isn't. Like that doesn't happen. And then and then you've got like the Chris Pine like American hero like dumbass, and like yeah he's a dumbass, but ultimately all he wants is just to end the war and save lives. Mm-hmm. You've got like the sniper dude, and he he's so shell shocked he can't like shoot a gun, and he just ends up singing and like lifting their spirits. And there's just some there's just some like I know it's silly I I agree, but there's like some sweet authenticity to like. The, the, what would be tropes kind of yeah or, or well, hokey it seems like it could be cheesy in the wrong if the execution could, didn't go totally, well yeah if they executed it wrong if there were notes that were off it could have totally been like a thousand times hokier and i think that there is a level of hokiness there it's not it know, is but yeah. but it's but you accept it Right. And it, it's it's in the way you go. Well, it's still it's a, it's a superhero movie. Yeah, it's what the DC movies haven't done yet is exactly. to just wink and go. Okay, Marvel's been doing it. Screw it. Let's right. just wink and know that this isn't gritty. Awesome, blah, you know. Yeah. Right. They can, they're not yeah, all going to be Nolan strikes, films. Yeah. And not mm-hmm. yeah, it's nothing like that. It strikes just the, the right tone. To That's make the thing it is, it has to balance. Like it can't be too hokey. You don't want to make you know Batman Forever here. You got, there's got to be a, a middle ground between Dark Knight and Batman and Robin or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Okay, um, so so we get this amazing action sequence. She kicks ass. What, what is the- and liberates a village okay. on the other side of the trench, right? She goes yep. and yep, and she like even like slams a tank, and you start to go, oh, she's really powerful. Like she yeah. can smash and knock a giant old World War One tank over. All right, um, well, she's got to have some kind of Achilles heel then, if they're setting her up to be this powerful. There's got to be like a kryptonite for yeah. her. Her Achilles heel is that she's very naive. I think. Um, and and even through the whole thing, she's like, gonna go kill Hades, gonna go co- co- kill Hades, and like Chris Pine is still like, yeah, yeah, sure, Hades, yeah, sure, let's go. Get yeah, that. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's telling the other guys, and they're like, uh huh, okay. uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so they they eventually, I forget how, but they figure out that the general, I mean, it's a real World War One German general, and I forget his name. Um, do you remember? don't remember his name anyway they're having this big gala at this german castle um and what we're led to what we come to is who is hades and they kind of go oh well it must be this general right right guy that's getting this gas started that's hades okay now they're both driven to go find him and and yeah there's there's a gala where they're gonna show off the poison Mm mm-hmm and so okay. it's a perfect opportunity to go and, and so they, they, they celebrate in this town and they like, you know, bonds with the town people. Wonder Woman and Captain Kirk go sleep together in celebration. And then the next day they're, they're going to go to this gala and Chris Pine is good. He's a spy. So he's going to sneak in. Um, but like, so he goes to sneak in, but then she, she's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to, and she just shows up in like this dress but with her sword behind her back which just looks cool as shit oh, yeah it's just like robs this rich woman as she's walking yeah. up there's like a, everyone's way trying to get through security so she there's a backup sucker punches her her doing the things that indiana jones does and any man does you know but it's like oh, it's, right. flip it 
Hey, it's her doing it. It's, it's over kinda, and over it's, again. Um, Steve, Chris Pine's character is like, no, Diana, don't do that. No, Diana, don't do that. And she just never listens to him. Like not once. Did she ever <laughs> that's pretty great. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's the right type of strong feminist type of thing where right. it's yeah, the man said stop and she said fuck but you. She well, she doesn't even. Like, what I like about it is she doesn't say anything. She's not just like oh Steve or like, right. It's not making a point. She's just doing it like just ignoring. Yeah, she it. Um, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so Steve tries to seduce Doctor Poison in a hilarious scene, um, <laughs> which like almost works but then diana shows up and she's so sexy with her sword dress that he just looks at her and goes oh jesus christ <laughs> so he notices yeah it's really it's not the best scene she notices and she's just like well <laughs> and like pretty much like figures out what he's all about right. um his and cover hot on wonder woman diana yeah. dances with the general aka hades and yeah i forget they have some he has some predictable mustache twirling right. dialogue. Um, and Sven, the thing we haven't mentioned, and he he has, it's, it's like a weird something he snorts, or what is it, that makes them all weird and like super strong and crazy? Yeah, I, it's something, some crap that like Dr. Poison's given her that he like snorts and like he glows and he's like ten times or a hundred times stronger than he would be normally. Right. I okay, forgot about that. that, but yeah. That's so easy, again, but that sets up like a powerful but, you know, Foil he for must her be to the fight. Villain. Yeah, right. Right. He's, he's gonna be Hades. He's gonna be. He's gonna be the big bad guy that she's gonna have to fight. Right. Um, but what they're trying to do, essentially, they don't succeed in anything at the gala, and the gas is launched, mm-hmm. and it's launched right at the village that she had just saved, and they just gas the whole thing, which mm-hmm. is kind of great because you. They spend a good amount of time with the people there. And, you know, she's obviously feeling really good about saving them. And then they just kill them all. And yeah. and you're kind of like, you know, and a lot of times when you've got these superhero movies, you're like, like, let's take Man of Steel, right? All of New York or Metropolis or whatever gets completely demolished and you feel nothing. Right. Because you don't make the human all. connection at all. Right. And here, and here I was, I was kind Shut of up. like, I expected her to go in and save a couple people. She saves no one. Um, and you really are just like, holy shit. Like she just did that whole thing in vain, essentially. Right. Um, that and hits I, pretty I hard, I would think, be, right? Yeah. Yeah, it does. And I, yeah, I she it rides back at another moment where they're like, Diane, no, no, don't go into the gas. And she just like gets on a horse or something and just shoots over there and walks right. a little bit into the gas. And you can tell, okay, it's not really maybe affecting her or maybe it kind of does. But then you just immediately see like dead bodies and even like maybe kids, like just right. bodies in the street. Everywhere. Yeah. Yep. So that's, that's pretty not great. Um, yep. And so that's so when she goes, goes back. Up in a rough way you know, yep. in that moment. So the biggest casualty goes, though, is her naivete. Is she, does she learn uh, from this or like become a little bit more bitter? Or? She still got that to a certain extent. Cause she goes back to confront Hades or the general or whatever. Um, and they fight and she kills him, uh, with a sword that she thinks is like the ultimate weapon. And, uh, you know, she, oh, the whole thing is like, once she kills Hades, war should be over. That's, that's the thing. Like when she kills Hades, right. You know, he won't be there to corrupt men anymore and the war should end. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he, she kills him, and like there's still people shooting at each other. They're still like, well, because there's a big shipment on a plane that's going to go and you know bombard wherever, and so Chris Pine and his guys are going to go try and stop that plane while she's going to go take out Hades. So it's they split up, and that's their tasks. Thank you for I forgot about that part. Okay. But yeah, so she still hears them fighting, and she's like, "What the hell? The war hasn't ended. What's going on?" And that's when the movie, for me, kind of goes off the rails a little bit. Because you've got David Thuries who shows up and he's like, I'm Hades. <laughs> and you're just like, okay. what? I mean, it's not, I kind of like, I kind of like the idea because it makes it a little bit more complex and gray that mm-hmm. this, this guy who sends him on this mission is really the person who the whole time who's been saying, you know, you know, whispering in man's ear and corrupting him and making them selfish and violent. Plus, I like that it's the, the Brits because the Brits have for, you know, thousands and thousands of years been like warmongers and, you know, of course, I mean, uh, how do you don't you don't make an empire by kissing right. babies. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but it, it's just weird that he just kind of shows up and confronts her and, you know, I don't know. It's not it's not the worst thing ever the twist yeah. that he's Hades, but their, but their fight at the end is pretty lackluster. It, it leads to, yeah, where now they don't really have any vested emotions with each other. Right. It's just, oh, all of a sudden, here he is, the guy that you didn't expect, and I didn't expect him. I think they did a good job of you. Oh, I agree. It was a surprise. Um, yeah. But, but again, then now it's this guy that you go, that oh, that's Hades? Like, yeah, they, they, I mean, there's some... There's surprises like, that like, like feel satisfying, but this doesn't sound like a, oh, this makes all the sense in the world. I should have seen this coming or this feels I wish, good. I wish, I wish they would have made it even more complex and just had to realize that it's not, it's not like a person necessarily. Yeah. It's, it's something within idea. the hearts of every man. Something like that. Exactly. Yeah. And she's um, always searching Hades, but does he exist? Yeah. Right, that would be interesting. Right. I mean, I, I get that it's a hard thing to sort of conceptualize for a big budget blockbuster film. Um, but anyway. Yeah, you got to be able to punch Hades in the face, I guess. But in that way, I think I'll say kind of like how the first Avengers already had the end fight done and figured out before even probably the rest of the movie was written. And I think you kind of get that feeling a little bit here. That's like, okay, time for superhero movie finale. Exactly. Yeah. What, and you know how and I so, feel about those. So for me, this is the most sort of rote kind of boring part of the movie. Um, it's, it's very much in line with all of those movies. And yeah, it was fine. Um, but it was definitely like the low point for me. Right. And while um, the actor was like good and you go, oh, okay. Yeah, that's interesting. It makes Hades more interesting. He's a great actor for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but then it's like once it's like, no, he's in beast mode. You kind of go, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't really buy it. Yeah, he's all like, he's all like roided out. And like Hades yeah. armor and shit. It's just like, come on, guys. Yeah, it, like, like melt steel off a tank or something and makes his own armor. And yeah. and he's Mister Badass. But you're just kind of wow, like, that's, but it's that. So this seems like the whole movie was going for like a higher level of like uh, almost yeah, it, dare I say young adult to adult like right. <laughs> themes yeah. and uh, metaphor, and then they just bring it down to dumb, you know, eleven year old yeah, boy. They totally dumb it down at the end. Absolutely. No, yeah, it's, it's a bit disappointing, um, but I will say I really liked. So Chris Pine is basically taking control of this plane that's driving to the to the um, 
to the um, trenches to, to bomb everybody on both sides, which is kind of like what the hell's going on there. But they're just like, they yeah. want it. They want the war to continue um, for reasons that I'm not a hundred percent sure on. And so they're yeah, going to just, Hades just wants the war to keep happening. So right. they're a little bit too they're under his influence. So yeah. they, they're going to bomb both sides to basically like, you know, screw the armistice up, which is all part of Hades plan. Right. So Chris Fine can, takes control of the ship and he's flying in the air and he doesn't really know what to do and she's she's fighting with Hades and Chris Pine's just like and you know we talk we've talked about this with other movies where like characters just kill themselves and you're just kind of yeah. like what are you doing yeah he just he just shoots he's he's like there's nothing I can do I've got this like plane full of gas and either I'm gonna drive it's gonna it's like set this is kind of stupid but it's set automatically to like fly into the trenches mm-hmm. so he just blows it up and kills himself in the press. yep. <laughs> Makes all the sense in the world. Kinda, I actually kind of liked it because it, he doesn't really have any options. Um, and I think it makes his character a little bit more heroic, um, ironically, because he probably figures like, what's my life versus like all the men who are fighting this war. Um, and he, he trusts Diana to stop, you know, the war from happening to stop the general and everything. Um, so it's actually kind of like, a, it's actually kind of a powerful moment. I thought, um, <laughs> I guess and it's very understated. They don't they don't play it up too dramatically either. It's right. just kind of well. That's yeah, my that's going. my thing is when they when they like just turn and they're like I with a clear mind and clear soul. You know I am in full control of my faculties and making this conscientious to, choice to sacrifice myself for. I hate shit like that. Like I can almost excuse it if no. it was like a snap decision. Like oh shit, I don't have a parachute. This is set to you know auto that's kind of what it is and he so, and the other thing is he looks scared as shit like he looks like he doesn't want to do it but he doesn't really feel like he has any other options well left, that's good so. because usually these people when they kill themselves are all like oh, i'm gonna do this it's gonna be great yeehaw yeah right <laughs> I, I mean there's a little bit of that but i don't know um Right. Yeah, still like a screw you. I'm still going to foil this plan. So, and yeah. Okay. So right. he kills himself. Hades, right. whatever gets defeated, but still lives. I well, imagine. So, right? so in the moment, the plane blows up and, and we get the sense that he and she, he, he was telling her goodbye and she wasn't hearing them. They were before they split up and, or you, we didn't hear what they said. And so then when she's, she's pinned down getting beat by Hades and the plane blows up and then we go back to what they said. And, and it's like this very tender moment between the two of them. And, it, yeah. you know, so it makes you really double down on the loss that she's feeling the love that could have been, that has been thwarted. Right. And she says something like, he's basically trying to be like, look, you're a God. I'm a God. Let's rule this planet. You know, what do you what do you do? Like the typical kind of like Darth Vader, like right. let's rule together, father and son. Guardians kind of, of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. Um, and she I, she kind of comes up with this cockamamie, like I believe in love kind of thing, which I was a little bit like, oh, what? God. yeah, it it was a cheesy line and it doesn't quite work. Um, but hmm. then, yeah, she she defeats it. Yeah, but does she and, believe uh, in love if she's prepping for war? You can't. What is it? Simultaneously prepare for and prevent war is that the old adage i think she believes in sort of the type of sacrifice i think the idea wrapped up in what steve does is that she believes in the type of sacrifice for other people like essentially helping other people so the the antithesis of i'm not sure if it's as simple as saying the antithesis of war is love i think it's more of a difference between selfishness and selflessness i'm killing other people not for myself not for personal reasons i'm killing other people (laughs) against my will for you you better appreciate this 
Well, I think it's a difference between being a defender versus being an aggressor. Right. But then, the, you know, yeah, I agree. But, uh, you know, she's storming. You said she broke no man's land. She wasn't waiting for them to attack her. So she initiated it in some kind oh, of like. That's, but that's where she's she now the black and white for her is graying as well. Right. Oh, okay. So right. she has, so she has some now, perspective. Over the course of the movie, she has to go, oh, this is what fighting means. These are the consequences. Right. No, I'm going to fight. What am I? Why am I fighting? Right. How can I justify me fighting? Exactly. And at the end, because I'm going to fight. The sense, that's the thing. Because <laughs> I'm going to kill end, somebody. You get the sense that she's yeah, right. not going to she's not going to do it anymore. You get the sense that she's sort of like, oh, I figured this out now. It's more complex than I thought. Hades is everywhere, essentially. Um, so I'm not going to be I'm not going to mix myself up in these people's wars anymore. Well, that's kind of um, what it seemed like it went in whatever. I don't know. If it was Batman versus Superman, whatever tried to set up this whole Justice League thing. It seemed like Wonder Woman is just out of the game. She's doing something like some conspiratorial stuff like behind the scenes, but it didn't seem like she's being wonder woman anymore. Right. Does that make sense? Or do yeah, they even go into that? They don't really go into it too much, but you do get the sense that because I, I didn't see Batman. I, I made what? it like 15 it's, minutes. Of that movie. Oh man. It's made great. It, it really minutes. gets. <laughs> <laughs> I had to shut it off. Um, uh, but you get the sense that she's sort of you climaxed it. You said, I'm going to fall asleep. I'm good. Thank you. Batman <laughs> yeah. for Superman. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I watched that one too. I can't remember much, but, but yeah, this one kind of gets wrapped up where it's, it's like the next day there's the arm armistice, the war's over. And then there's a wall of like those who are being remembered who have died and Steve's picture is up there. And it's like a very emotional thing. And she walks up and looks at it and, and his buddies are there. They've survived, and everyone's very sad, but very proud, and yada yada. And yeah, then we kind of jump back to current day. And then what happens in current day? She like gets the picture from Bruce, and he's like, um, I don't know. Hades is back. Like, Help me fight. What? Oh no, he. Um, it's just essentially him just being like, "Hey, I found the original for you." That's the whole setup. Is him in this like flirty way, like, "Hey, I found that picture that I bet you wanted want to have." I found the picture of you. <laughs> <laughs> so, did they actually get Ben well, Affleck to appear in this film for a talk. day? A day no, worth of shooting. Oh, no, so is there? No, the, there's no ties, voice, right? Yeah, you hear his voice when she reads the note. That's it. Okay, Which so I kind of like that he's like rich and busy and just like, ah, let's do this for her, but I'm going right. to get my assistants to figure that out. Right. I'm going to send it via FedEx. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you get the sense too that like he's so rich and it's so easy for him to do this task that while it's right. kind of nice and it's him trying to cement her as a team member, it's still... It's not worth his like, time. Yeah, it's, kind of, it's, yeah. kind of, it's kind of great because it still seems... Yeah, the most minimal thing he could do in a way. (laughs) So this doesn't really even set up like Justice League really much? Not really. No, they don't do any of that, which I liked because it made it feel more standalone. Yeah, I guess it's fine. Less connected. I mean, really, the only connection to the to the other movie is that picture and like the the wraparound of him then i would argue you didn't need the present day bullshit at all if you're not going to directly tie to i almost wish it didn't exist right me too like this is 
if you're yeah, not going to tie it, directly to the to Justice that. League, then why even bother to do this? Like, why even uh, bother to do the flashback? They're you know? trying to do the Marvel in universe thing. That's why. Um, right. Which they, they you could do without even having that stuff, really. But they're trying to make sure that you know they're going with that formula. Um, and also, it allows them, even though again they could totally do this and her at the end of the movie if it's just World War One era exclusively. But it's her being able to go. Well, I was naive once. Now I, you know, this I is where I'm at now. Yeah. Yeah. It does show a little bit of, of growth for her in thinking that like her naivete is now gone essentially. Um, Right. Okay. And she gets the feeling that if she's going to fight, it better be for a good reason. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Love. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Love. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) For her Subaru. Yeah. Okay. So overall, uh, I think I'm going to still try to see this film. I don't think it's going to be out in theaters long enough for me to catch it, but I'll definitely see it when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're probably not too far away. There's so much shit coming out that I actually, I think this summer is surprising me uh, in the amount of stuff that I've enjoyed and want to see, which is crazy. Yeah. I kind of want to see Dunkirk. I want to see Valerium. Yeah. it It sounds batshit insane which is right up my alley well i heard it's not a good um, movie but it's just so visually overwhelming that you you should see it anyway yeah i like i like luke Besson for the most part he makes not necessarily great movies but entertainingly trashy right. movies mm-hmm. um and there's something else i really was looking forward to too uh, the apes movie i want to watch oh i'd see that yeah, yeah i'd like to see that i'm not a big fan of those movies but uh the reviews say it's pretty fucking great so might have to give that a shot. Uh, but uh, I'm definitely excited to talk about Spider-Man. I really enjoyed Spider-Man. I, I've said this before to uh, Snacks. I don't think it's a great movie, but I think it's a great summer movie. Um, if that makes sense, I think it's, uh, you know, enjoyable ride. I don't think it's going to like, I don't know, stand alone as like a great movie that I'm going to rewatch over and over again or anything. But I really liked it. So I can't wait to talk about that. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. I enjoyed it. Jeff, did you see I it? I liked it. Just liked it. Yeah, okay. I, I thought it, I, I, I liked it. I wasn't, I don't think I flipped for it as much as others, but it was solid. Definitely. I, I certainly liked it better than the, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, which everybody loves and I don't understand. And <laughs> it, I didn't watch those Adam Garfield ones. I tried to watch the beginning of the first one. It was awful. I just stopped. Well, yeah, I remember better. I got into an argument with you saying we don't need another Spider-Man movie this that we don't need to reboot this quickly. Cause I remember it was like, you know, Spider-Man three was a debacle and it seemed like three, two to three years later, they were rebooting with the amazing Spider-Man. And I was like, okay, this is just not a good idea. Plus they were doing the origin story again. And I was just like, I I really don't need to see this. Well, they did the origin story, but then they said, Oh, we, we don't want to do this handful of scenes because Sam Raimi did them. So it was like trying to do an origin story and a sequel, clearly avoiding yeah, so so that <laughs> one of my favorite things about the new movie is they just get rid of the origin by like just talking about it like offhand. Right, um, right. I love that. Yeah, downplaying. Um, There's a lot of good things about the new movie. I can't wait. To, uh, I guess we'll save it uh, for when we talk about it. Um, and snacks is being contrarian about uh, Baby Driver. I hear like everybody I've talked to loves it, and then snacks has a negative opinion about it. What do you guys think? Uh, I'm on Team Snacks. Oh Baby wow! Driver. Okay. Yeah, I I really enjoyed the first half, and I think the second half goes completely off the rails. And there's a lot of good things about it. Like, I'm not going to say it's a bad movie. I still enjoyed it. 
but I, I think it really ended up disappointing me because it had a lot of potential and I feel like kind of screws it up in the end. Interesting. Potential yeah. for fun. And then there wasn't Just, much fun ever. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was tension at times that worked well. Yep. And Jamie Foxx is great. Um, yep. yep. I okay. think everybody's good at it for the most yeah, part. But I thought John got, Hamm was fine. It's some, yeah, it's got some issues with writing and directing that that bugged me. Um, well, I still want to talk about that I'll on the podcast, but yeah, so we'll just keep that to a minimum. All right, guys. Well, thanks you for joining me, and thank you for uh, spoiling, I guess, Wonder Woman for me. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound good though like i mean cherry's been popped yeah. yeah uh it does sound good everybody who's seen it has liked it so i don't think everybody's wrong so i think i will see this movie if i can in the theater yep sounds good all right hey. guys recommend it. oh yeah uh so let's plug plug stuff so let's start with rico um what is it kylo's corner still going on yep the channel kylo's corner i oh, only on have YouTube. really the two videos up but Yep, you I'm can YouTube. look at YouTube. Yes, go to YouTube, and Kylo's Corner is the channel. With two, uh, with two Kylo, Ks, right? Yes. Yeah, everything's with the K, if it can be. Um, oh, that's and probably then, not yeah, good if you the, have a three-line, like Kylo's Killer Corner or something like that. People don't want to abbreviate that. That's true. Um, and yeah, Kylo's Questions, again, with a K-W-E-S-T-I-O-N-S. That's Ooh. the newest video I put out. And yeah, so and then that. also and then, smoking hot nerds. Yeah, podcast on uh, SunCloud. SunCloud, I think, is it? Yeah, that's right. Yep. So yeah, I think that's everything that I do, including this. All right, JVD, can you hear us? I think we lost uh, Jeff, so I'm going to plug his podcast called uh, Greater Boston. Uh, it's an audio drama. It's uh, not like this where this is. Uh, I think I can now. Oh, there we go. Uh, yeah, Jeff, talk about Greater Boston. Oh. So we lost him again, so go ahead and check out Greater Boston. <laughs> uh, just look it up in Apple's <laughs> podcast. Yeah. If you're there, Jeff, there. just go ahead and do it. Greater Boston. It's an yes. uh, audio drama. Uh, Alt universe set in Boston. It's funny. It's weird. It's sad sometimes. Uh, lots of characters, interconnecting stories. The part of the subway stations become their own independent city. It's wacky. Hilarity ensues. The end. So I like how you guys usually start with like a question of like a man on the street kind of interview thing, right? Yep, we do. And who goes, do you collect those or how do you guys go about getting that stuff? I always Mostly find that interesting. We, um, we talk to, I, I interview my students. I'm a teacher. And so I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll come up with like a list of questions that are kind of thematically tied to the episode. And I'll just, I'll just interview the students, you know, for like 10 minutes, just asking these questions and recording them. Some of them are coworkers too. Sometimes they're literally men on the street. So we'll just have this like event where we're doing some kind of promotion and we'll hold up a sign that was that's like, can we ask you a question for our podcast? And we'll ask people. Um, that's, that's pretty much it though. Yeah. But I really, I, I really like it. Cause it sets like a, a tone of, uh, sets the tone for the episode, but also like grounds it in, in reality where, you know, the rest of it is, you know, a surreal kind of, uh, experience. Um, right. Our, our goal is to like, whatever the people are saying are kind of like a little kooky, a little off, right. Just like the rest of the show. So it's sort of like a gateway right. into it, the show. Absolutely. Kind of, right? Like, yeah, that's what it comes Thanks. off as. That's great. I really appreciate that. 
Thank you. Okay, guys. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you, Rico. Thank you, Jeff. And thank you, audience members. Uh, we will be back for Spider-Man and Baby Driver at some point. This is an occasional podcast, so we don't have a schedule. Uh, appreciate it. And uh, I guess we'll see you later. Take care. Night-night. Bye. Bye.